0: This is Karen Hunter, and welcome to The Hub. Chitlins, oxtails, and pig feet. Why do we eat those? I know some of your mouths are watering right now, and some of you are just absolutely repulsed, which is the appropriate response. Why do we eat chitlins, oxtails, and pig feet? I'm just naming a few because it was part of a diet of an enslaved person. It was the entrails, the hoofs, and the tails, the parts that master didn't want, the parts that would go in the garbage, that somehow enslaved people made into something delicious. To this day, actually, oxtails, I know for a fact, cost a lot of money. My mother would buy them all the time and cook for my dad. And Uh, chitlins, which my mother didn't cook, (laughs) but I know that if you order them in a restaurant, they're expensive and it's considered a delicacy. They're now worth uh, a lot. But during the enslavement period in this country for 400 years, it was what black folk ate, whether it was a plantation in South Carolina or one in Jamaica, because that was all that they had to eat. And it wasn't a diet that was made of anything that was nourishing. It was what they could get and my question to you, my question to you is, why are we still eating like slaves? But the larger question is, the chitlins and the oxtails and the pig's feet are, are metaphors for how we actually live beyond the food. We take the scraps from people's plates, whether it's politically, whether it's in the workplace, whether it's in our education system or even in our neighborhoods, we take the scraps. We make the best of it, we remix everything and make it delicious because that's what we do. But is that what we deserve? And I'm gonna say hell no. Because a free people don't eat scraps. A free people is not gonna, a free people, we we aren't going to take the, the intestines of a pig and wash and clean them and put them in vinegar and boil them and rinse them and boil them and rinse them and put vinegar and hot sauce and make it delicious. We're going to take the choice meat from that pig. We're going to take the chops, the butt, and everything else that we want that we deserve because it's ours. I'm not going to take that little tail off of a a cow. I'm going to have filet mignon because that's what I deserve. Now, I personally don't eat meat, pig or otherwise, but If we're going to eat meat, let's eat the choice meats of this world because we deserve it. So the challenge is right now, and definitely not a hoof, even if you pickle it. Yes, a pickle, pick pick feet from what I hear is delicious. But just because you can make something delicious doesn't mean it's good for you. And as a matter of fact, one would argue that um, that diet, that slave diet is killing us literally. And it's killing us in every area of our lives. So I had Larie Favors on my show, Afro State of Mind, Larie Daniel Favors as I have on my radio show on Sirius XM, Urban View, Channel 126 every Wednesday. And she broke it down about the culture of black people today. And she said that we are actually in still a slave culture as a people, as a culture. And what that means is we're gonna take your scraps and make the best of it. It means we're gonna survive, but we don't have a culture of thriving. And we're going to have to change that. And it starts with individuals. As I said many times on these airways right here, that the change that we want to see, many of us have to go in the mirror and look for it. And so the, the exercise today is to ask yourself, do you accept less than what you deserve? Do you feel like you deserve the choice meats of life? And if the answer is yes, why do you accept anything less? Why are we accepting the chitlins of life? Why are we accepting the pig feet and the a- oxtails? And again, yes, they're delicious. I got challenged, one of my Jamaican friends was like, Karen, how am I going to not eat oxtails? And I'm not telling you to not eat anything because you're free. You can do anything you want to do. But ask yourself, why? And yes, we've made it delicious. It's just a testament to our grit, uh, to our ingenuity, to our ability to be able to take something bad and make it into something good to make it. But we're in a series or in a season where we need to thrive. And we're in a season where we need everybody to see one another, each other and themselves as people worthy of all of the things this world has to offer. So up next is uh, this little uh conversation I had with Laree Favors, and this is the portion where she talks about culture, slave culture, and where we are right now, but I think is open to discussion. So please follow me on Twitter, at Karen Hunter, at Karen Hunter. Use the hashtag podcast because I would love to see your comments and would love to hear what you think about this. Up next, my discussion with Larie Favors on slave culture. Stay tuned. But the power moves, the the, end up, the N- NCAA and you know, call for people to go to HBCUs has been met with, oh, you're a racist, you're mm-hmm, segregationist. Like, mm-hmm. do we have the metal? to actually do the things we need to do. I know we have the resources. Yeah. I know we have it in our DNA. Yeah. I know we have the
1: brain power, the manpower. I know we have it. Mm-hmm. But do we
0: have the metal to stay with it long
1: enough to get there? So everything you just mentioned, the brain power, the the DNA, the the desire, all of those things for me are like ingredients in a cake. Not a store-bought cake, like a cake from scratch. Um, but you can have every single ingredient you need for a cake from scratch sitting in your cupboard and sitting in your kitchen. If you don't put the ingredients in the right proportions, if you don't use the ingredients at all, if you use more flour than you're supposed to, less baking soda than you're supposed to, you will not have a cake. You'll have a mess. You might have something edible. You might not. You might have something that can cause pain. You might. But you would have whatever you have. But if you're not intentional about the recipe, you're going to have a mess if you have anything at all. And this is probably going to make people a little irritated. So I'm just letting you know now it's, it's we're going to have kind of a, a conversation that makes us uncomfortable. So when we're talking about culture, and this is going to relate to elections and New York, North Carolina, y'all just trust me on it. When we're talking about culture, for me, culture is we find the word culture in like agriculture, cultivation, like it's how you grow something from nothing into whatever it is, the final product is going to be how you grow crops, you cultivate the crops. Culture is how you create a people, or you raise a people from childhood to adulthood, it's what that group of people thinks is right or wrong, it's how we determine where we put our joys, how we determine what makes us sad, it's how we decide uh, whether we're val what we value and what we don't value. Culture is all of those things. When we were brought here 1619, really 1503, but when we were brought here 1619, as a part of the transatlantic slave trade, you have a congregation, forced congregation of myriad cultures, thousands of different cultures, Languages being spoken. If Ilhan Omar is speaking English as her fourth or fifth language, imagine all of the people back during that time throughout the, uh, the transatlantic slave trade and the numerous languages and cultures and ways of thinking and evaluating and analyzing the world that were brought together. Let's, that's just the backdrop. As a result of slavery and the very specific intentional rules that governed how slavery operated, all of those cultures and that diversity was fused into a slave culture. Okay, you love people and you love giving them gifts. Fab,
0: fit, fun is the thing to get. It's $200 worth of products for just $49.99. And it's seasonal. So it's the fall. So when you go on FabFitFun.com, you fill out the little questionnaire because it asks you about the person that you're sending it to. So it curates it. So if it's like my mom, which is what I've, I sent her, don't tell her, I sent her a box for the fall too. I'll tell her the age and the things she likes, like she likes to drink wine and all of this. And then they will customize the box and send it to the person that you love, or do one for yourself. All right, so go to Fab Fit fun for the seasonal box, full-size beauty, fitness, fashion, lifestyle products. It retails for $49.99. Always, the value is more than $200. Use my coupon code. This is Karen for $10 off your first box at FabFitFun.com. Coupon code. This is Karen. FabFitFun.com. Check it out. It's beautiful. I love it. It's fun. It's fab, and it's fit. There you go
1: a culture that was going to allow enslaved Africans to survive the horrors of what they were dealing with. So I no longer speak Fulani, I no longer speak Wolof, or or Urdu, whatever I was speaking back home. Tree. Tree, I now speak this pidgin English creole patois, really is what it is, and that is sort of a metaphor for how our cultures refuse. And the culture that was left at the end of that horrific experience was one that was designed to allow us to navigate white supremacy. So that culture says, instead of being a proud African of whatever tribe or village, you got to bend your shoulders and look down when white people are coming. Instead of being someone who has a robust education program for the next generation because you as an African of whatever tribe recognize that your children have to learn certain things, you have children who you don't even get to parent who are taken from you and separated from you as soon as the master finds it fit. So the culture was not allowed to flourish the way it was. It wasn't allowed to produce a people the way that our cultures were back home. It was allowed to have us navigate and survive slavery. I would submit that a culture that is focused on navigating and surviving slavery and white supremacy is not the skill set or the cultural set that we are going to need in order to thrive and move into a space of independence. And the reason I say that is because so long as we are riddled with slave culture, which means we got to navigate white people. And I've said before, a lot of our debates are about how much access we have to whiteness. We can't provide our own food for our communities. We don't typically provide our own education for our communities. We, Even though we have black doctors, we can't provide black health care for our communities. We aren't able to provide any of the solid things that every single society is has to provide for its people in order for those people to thrive. So when you have a slave culture and you are dealing with white people who have a dominant, ruler, oppressive culture, one that allows them and focuses them on oppressing everyone around them who would take any bit of their privilege, those two think there's no battle there, there's no fight there, there's no real, there's no real contest there. It's like a, uh, an adult trying to squash a bug as it pertains to the power dynamic. That's sort of the backdrop that we're living in. So let's see how that applies to voting and to elections. Voting and elections—you will often hear people say, "I don't need to vote." We, what we got to vote for? Voting—they just they, voting doesn't mean anything. We've heard all of it. I, I, there was a point in my own life when I protested voting. I choose not to vote because my ancestor didn't just die for the right to vote; they died for the right to choose. I mean, I was full of shit. Like, I mean, I—I you know, really thought like that was the thing. And at that point in my life, that really meant something. I was—I was engaged in a politic that was really focused on nationalism to the exclusion of integrating into this broader space, right? Now, what I often tell people is, and we've talked before, voting is like step 17 of a 25-step process to get from an idea to a solution in your community. There are 16 steps before it, and whatever 25 minus 17 is, (laughs) steps after it. Y'all know I don't like math. Um. So it is one part of a series of steps that take you from a vision or a solution to the creation and implementation, mass duplication of that vision or solution. A lot of us have steps one to three. We know what the issue is. We know what the solution is. We know how to find the funding, but we don't know how to get it on a ballot. We don't know how to get people into office who will create the solution and protect it. And we don't know how to hold those people accountable because we have a culture that is about surviving at bare minimal. Bare minimal. So, what does that mean? I live for now. I don't do long term planning. I live for right now because you might be sold away. My love, my child, my grandmother, my mother, you might be sold away. I don't have time to plan five years down the road. I got to live for right now because I might not see you tomorrow. I don't have the ability. I don't. So, because I'm not able to plan for hundreds of years, my ability to plan as a free person is stunted. Now, we don't like to admit that slavery impacted us and created an inferior people. However, Slavery was designed to limit our abilities to elevate out of inferiority into free-thinking independence. We've never dealt with that. So we are still today, and this is the part that makes people uncomfortable, uh, people who are largely run by a culture that does not have advancement or thriving at its core, if not even on the periphery. And if we're going to talk about slave culture, since it's Wellness Wednesday, ask
0: yourself, are you on a slave diet? Oh, now this goes beyond soul food, right? Even if you were raised in a Caribbean island, oxtails literally is a cow's tail. It's you're 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 ingesting the worst part and then you have to make God up for it, the Karen. worst part But with seasoning, right? Yeah. To mask the part that you're eating a tail, that mm-hmm. you're eating entrails, that you're eating
1: feet. So you now, mask it and you make it delicious. Even hearing that my Jamaican culture is like you just got yeah. oxtail. <laughs> I'm like it, but Chitlins,
0: chitlins, right? Oxtails, right? Pig feet, all pickled pig feet, all that's delicious. We made it delicious. We made the best out of a bad situation, but is that our best? And if we're if we're going to evolve into, and we we have proven we can evolve within a generation. Yeah, torture did that. I I would submit that we might be in a torturous situation now. You may Mm. not feel it, but there's a, a a slow slow moving death happening to us. Unless we take stock of ourselves. It starts with us, right? Yeah. None of this can happen unless individuals listening make a determination to do something different. And you can be mad about your slave diet, but it's a slave diet. Too much salt, too much sugar, too much fat, too much too much of everything that's not germane to where we actually come from, which is plentiful of fruits and vegetables and right?
1: right. Uh, the continent is and full very of very little meat consumption. Very little meat consumption. Because it was not congruent with our the development Until of our Until colonizers bodies. came. Right and we can add to slave diets slave education. I was going to go I was going to mm-hmm. go down the whole list mm-hmm. cuz it's, it's it's wellness Wednesday, right? To
0: to to be beaten to know how to read. Mm-hmm. To create a language that you can communicate with one another, which is great, you know, but not really. To not master the master's tongue but also to not know any others mm. and be okay with that. And be in a brain and a body that's used to knowing five. So if you don't know more than two languages, people, and I'm challenging myself because this is my thing this year I have to do. I went to take a class um, to learn Spanish, and it's something that I'm not talking publicly about until just now, but it's something that I have because I can do it. Yeah. But I also need to do it not just for my own survival, but because I think we need to know a couple of languages, a couple of three languages, and English shouldn't be the only one. And it's in our DNA. It's in our DNA. Let's mm. honor our ancestors by being our best. How we move, we were talking today. A lot of us are in this capitalist, you know, dog eat dog. Do dogs eat dogs? No. Or crabs, is a crab's natural habitat in a barrel? Mm. So if we're behaving in a way where we're pulling people down because we're down or we're eating each other because it's a dog eat dog world, that's not who we are. Yeah. We're communal people who live in villages in circles. I remember having this conversation with Akon and he talks mm. about growing up. And and all of his relatives lived in the same village in mm. circular huts, circular, yeah. circular huts. And you can visit your grandmother, your auntie. The father had a couple of wives. They were all in the village. Everybody grew up together. Mm-hmm. They shared mm-hmm. food, meals. We were a sharing people. We're a communal people.
1: Yeah,
0: We're not a people that should live in high-rise
1: projects. hmm which actually, were a project on it purpose, was an experiment. It's not germane
0: to who we are. Mm. Is actually antithetical to live in places where neighborhoods are divided that way. We, yeah. we we don't. We that's not who we are. Right. We're not honoring our ancestors. So, right. food, education, how we treat one another, how we see one another, how we work together. We are natural tradespeople and artisans and people who are craftspeople. They brought us here to build a nation. Right.
1: We did a damn good job. Since, since Washington is still standing. Yeah. It's amazing. A friend of mine has this line in one of his poems, and he talks about why do Africans have American dreams? because if we are a collective people we are a communal people that means that the group's needs are more important than that of the individual so you have individualistic societies that say rugged individualism and you pride the individual over the group you have collective societies that pride the health of the group over your individual desires so if the group needs to pick up and move because the group needs food you stomping your feet and being mad because you like this particular perch in the tree and you want to stay in this particular part of 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 wherever you're at you can stay there if you want to but the group got to move because the group has to sustain itself But when you are a group minded people in a capitalistic space and there is a a disconnect there, you will create capitalistic type moves um, like a Jay-Z that can end up hurting the collective. But we are prized to see that as a value because it's going to be a moneymaker, even though the needs of the group might be harmed. Perhaps we don't know.